Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. The Athletic. Welcome to the Race IndyCar podcast. Today you've got myself, Jack Benyon, American editor at the race, and J.I. Hildebrand, aka Speedway Jesus, aka Mr. Driver Guy, aka the media. And finally, the star of the 2022 IndyCar season so far, Scott McLaughlin joins us. Scott, welcome on your first appearance. First of all, you have to let us know, did JR treat you nicely on track at Texas or are you coming to the pod with some beef for him? Uh, he's he's pit lane Jesus, so there's no dramas. It's, it's always fine. So no, nah, I I, uh, I mean, like I was on that call when Jason said that. I'm like, geez, that's gonna stick, and that certainly has. <laughs> have they, Hard not to. Have they called you that for a long time or what? No, I I got I got called Speedway Jesus by like Chris Owens and those the the photographers yeah, and those guys yeah. a couple of years ago. So that kind of. That's been lingering. No. And but now, yeah, like you said, I think uh I think this one's there for good. Oh, <laughs> well, is what it is. <laughs> yeah, man. So I like to start out with, let's just go back to the start for a second. Um, you know, you were on course to become one of the greatest supercar drivers in history. Uh stat-wise, I mean, you were all you were on your way there. A lot of people would have argued that you had already kind of like made your made your imprint from that perspective. But you swapped all that for a gamble in IndyCar. Just sort of remind us of how that transpired. Like, were you pushing for that with Roger and the group, or was that something that they came to you? Like, talk to us a little bit about how that went down. Yeah, look, it was um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like when you put it down like that, it's like, all right, yeah, we did we did drop a lot of you know, I had a pretty stable job in Australia and, and things were going good. But um, no, I think 2019, like. When I signed the deal with Roger in 2017, I, like I said, I'd love to get to America. Like the big leagues, whether it's, you know, I thought NASCAR, I didn't really say anything. I just said, I want to go to America. And this is before I met my wife and everything. It was, it was just, that's just what I wanted to do. So I knew I wanted to get here. And then um, in 2019, like things were going well. We had won our second championship. We're on the way to get our third and, um, and won Bathurst. And Tim was like, well, now you've done this. You've won championships and you've won Bathurst, what we wanted to do, like, now it's like time. Like, now it's time to bring you across. And I'm like, yeah, all right. So when are we testing a NASCAR? And he's like, well, have you ever thought about IndyCar? And I'm like, uh, no, I, like, I, I haven't. Like, I, I generally thought they didn't really think about me as an IndyCar driver. I loved the category. I watched all the races from basically 2008. I've been a massive fan of, of IndyCar, basically, when Scotty Dixon was just at his peak and all that sort of stuff. Well, I mean, he's still at his peak, let's be honest. But um yeah and and it just just happened like like went over and he said well why don't we get you on the simulator and went, went over to uh Mosul and tested the chevy simulator and i liked it um i mean i was always going to like it i loved the indy car and all that sort of stuff and then uh and then things got real serious is when they sort of offered me a test at sebring like okay now we're done a sim let's test you 
uh, see if you like it again. And then if we want to focus on this, we'll do that. And then obviously the two tests that I did, you know, we went like pretty good. And, and the idea after the Coda test was to do some racing, but then COVID hit and that's all sort of through everything. And, and I really, after COVID, when COVID hit, I was like, oh, this could be dramas. Like it could be a few, like me getting across to America again or whatever. So um, it was a bit of a stat, you know, a, a stall there for a little bit. And then um, and eventually, you know, being able to come over here and get in the nod for 2021 was, was pretty special. And like you said, it was a gamble. Um, you know, and there was definitely times last year where I was like, all right, what am I doing? Like, um, there was a couple of little glints that was like, oh, we're <laughs> going to be okay. And then there was plenty of downfalls. And you know what it's like in IndyCar. It's just so competitive. So, yeah, it, it's now to win and to massive relief. And I think for me, it's just a big weight off my shoulders and I can sort of really get into it now and just, you know, knuckle down. Not not, not saying that I wouldn't have done that if I hadn't won, but I think it's just it's a, it's an early relief that I feel like it's going to help me a lot. I think a lot of people are really impressed with your early tests, Scott, even though, um, you know, it's difficult to kind of work out where people are at tests. It was obvious from, you know, speaking to the other drivers that they were kind of looking at your times and were pretty, uh, you know, pretty impressed by by what you're able to do. And then I guess at the start of 2020, you know, your Penske teammates were, you know, calling you a future champion and, and future race winner. And I guess most people were probably looking at and thinking, you know, give the guy a break. He's, he's not raced an open wheel car at this <laughs> yeah. level before. Um, so, yeah. so, so, so how tough was 2021 to come in with those kind of labels and, and, and kind of like the pressure of being one of Penske's first rookies for, you know, how many decades? Yeah. Look, I think the, the hardest thing for me was, I guess the putting, taking the pressure off myself, you know, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself uh, more than anyone on the outside that everyone on the outside was like, you know, in the team, they're like, Hey man, like, this is going to take time. You know, you've got the speed. It's just about putting it all together and, you know, get it done. Um, and, you know, I've just held myself to a high standard and I've come from a pretty high standard in Australia where, you know, if we're off the podium, you know, it was a bad day, which is, and it's not been, it's not been, um, you know, uh, uh, how do you say it, like greedy or anything like that. It's just, that's how we held ourselves. That was the standard that you have in Australia in our team. Um, so then going from sort of the top where we're winning nearly every weekend to then going to like being a rookie and our aim was 15th like mentally that was quite hard to change after you know just four years of just brutal championship you know you know hard-nosed championship you know battling so once I sort of calmed down and I think it was around Nashville and stuff like I really felt like I, I clicked with the car I sort of just I nestled into the IndyCar life and the paddock and learning everyone and you know that's the big thing off track just you know getting your head right and then you know, like I said, knowing that you had the speed, it's just putting it together. And we were able to do that sort of towards the end of the year, that's for sure. I guess to follow up on that, you know, is there anything in particular over the off season, you know, you've obviously stepped it up a gear, like a lot of these things have clicked, but I mean, clicked in a much more apparent fashion, just instantly at the start of the season this year. Can you point to anything that, that either you did or you did with the team or the team has done in the off season that helped those things all come together? Yeah, look, I think JR just being at, tracks that I know and be able to like hit the ground running with like, you know, even on the simulator, like I could just get, I've got more time on the sim. I'm not learning the track. I'm working, I'm working on a few driver details, but I'm, I'm working on things that I wanted from the car and the ideas that I thought of from my notes and with my engineer, engineer and my new engineer, Ben's brought some ideas for me. And there's a few old, you know, that just all sort of combust into a pretty cool thing. And, um, you know, I, 
yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it's just been a, a, a combination of many things um, that's gone into you know into our car and into my my driving style. I think I've ironed out some bad habits that I had, um, relying on the aerodynamics more, which I hadn't been used to before. Um, this is a combination of a heap of things and and just that that comfort level that okay, well this is where I want to go with the car, trusting it and going, hey, I want a little bit of wing out or I want a little bit of wing in or you know, playing with my front and rear bar, like, you know, just but being confident to do that and get in a direction with the car quickly. And that's really important in these early practices to, you know, get it get a get a good read of the car and move forward with the car setup. And so I'm I'm sort of curious just about the driving the the driving style differences coming from the supercar sort of coming in and doing this. It was something that watching the races last year, I it, I found myself wondering, you know, you were you had some sort of like moments of brilliance, but it didn't seem like it necessarily was sticking or mm. was was there all the time, like accessible to you all the time. I'm curious if there's anything, any like one thing in particular that over the course of the last you know, call it 18 months now or something mm. from a driving style perspective that you've, you've really honed in on like, okay, if I, if I can be great at this, you know, that's something that I've had to learn and, and sort of apply in particular in the IndyCar. Yeah. I think it's the trust of the aerodynamics. It's like, you yeah. know, um, I, I come from a, a, a car that you, you had aero, but it was mainly you kept, you know, weight on the front of the nose to get the car to turn. We're here. It's just, you got to release the brake. You just trust the rear, the front's going to stick. And that's, you know, roundabout way. That's kind of how you got to drive these things and be really aggressive with it. <clears throat> and I was probably, excuse me, I was trying to be like a little bit smooth with it and delicate because that's kind of like what it was with the supercar. You had to be sort of really smooth, look after the tires because the weight was so, you know, heavy on the, on the tires um, and could, you know, you could blow the tires off the thing really quickly. The Indy car, it's like opposite. You, you got to do a little bit of that. For the most part, you are absolutely wheeling these things like all the time and, and really aggressive on everything. And I had to really hone in. And that's another thing, like when I talk, talk about aerodynamic on how dynamics is how much front wing I wanted in the car, you know, like some, you know, and I feel like the reason we were so up and down last year was I was trying to find different parts of the car setup that I liked. And I'd be like, oh, this is nice. And then we'd overstep it. And I'm like, oh, that's two, two steps back. We have to come back. And we just were, it was just a yeah crazy amount of things that would, you know, going up and down. But um, that wasn't a problem with my engineers or anything. My engineer, Jonathan Duga, was awesome. Just it was me trying to find the feeling that I needed. And like I said, once we got to Nashville, I, I let that onwards, I felt like we had really clicked with exactly what I needed from the car. Uh, it's just a matter of honing that and honing the driver's style. Scott, you mentioned there was times that were they're quite difficult for you in, in 2021. And uh, I guess some people would be surprised to hear that you were quite hard on yourself, um, you know, based on, on you know, how 2021 was going for you at, at times there. Talk a little bit about that. You know, was that a, a little bit of a mental struggle for you where, you know, you're used to all this success in, in Australia and suddenly you're having to, to go back to the drawing board almost and, and kind of start again, you know, that, that must've been a difficult period and, and, and talk a little bit about how you came through that. I think you said sort of Nashville time was the kind of the, the real clicking point for you there. Yeah, it was, um, you know, I think Indy, we were like really strong and then that top sort of eight, top five. And then I sped in pit lane and some of that wasn't my fault. Some of it was, but I put a lot of it down to me um, and not being prepared enough. And then when I went to Detroit, you know, I was so, you know, pumped about going, all right, I've got to, I've got to smash this. I've got to be like really good in practice and, you know, get, get, get myself back on track. And then I shunted. 
And it was just stuff like that that I like I hadn't done and like I, I hadn't done for five years. I hadn't shunned it in practice for a long, long time. And it eats at you. And you're like, fire, like what, what what am I doing here? And you just have, have to have a big think about it. Um, you know, I I knew that we were on a right the right trajectory and knew that we were going the right way. And we had like I like I said, we had the speed. It's just like when is this gonna come? When is this gonna click? And um yeah like thankfully like i said it, it sort of happened around there and then like nashville was still a tough race for me but it was it, it, it was the first time where i genuinely felt like really comfortable with, with the race car really comfortable with what i wanted um just made a bit of a boo-boo and, and qualifying you know and that's just it's just once you qualify down the back in the series man it's so hard to, to wear yourself back up for that weekend hear that Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, producer Johnny here, interrupting the show momentarily to tell you about Roan, a clothes brand we think you'd like. I don't know about you, but finding clothes you like can be tough. Sizes can vary from brand to brand, and fabrics can be poor quality or uncomfortable. We all know a good outfit can impact your confidence and help you feel your best, and that's where Roan comes in. Their range of stylish, functional, business casual menswear helps you look good without having to think about it. Is versatile, high quality and durable, and works in a range of social and professional settings. Roan's commuter collection includes products for every occasion, including the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, polos and blazers. It also features, and get this, wrinkle release technology and gold fusion anti-odor technology for more wears between washes, so you'll be fresh and clean all day long. Roan were kind enough to send me a shirt and some pants from the Commuter Collection and I can tell they're going to be part of my wardrobe for a long time to come. The Commuter Collection could get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com forward slash race and use promo code race to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rhone.com forward slash race and use code race. It's time to find your corner office comfort. Scott, I also wanted to, to ask a little bit about this. You know, the, the, one of the things that I'm quite interested in in your move is the, the kind of, well, the move, literally moving from, from New Zealand and, uh, you know, how difficult that's been for you because, you know, you've, you've made this, arguably it's one of, going to be the biggest move of your your career, what you've done here to, to leave supercars and, and come over to IndyCar. And you've done that in a time where obviously your family can't be, you know, traveling back and to, to, to support you and, and be at the races with you. And I think it's maybe a, 
an overlooked kind of topic in in pro sports about you know how much um, the impact of of people's support networks, whether that's family or, or trainers or um, anything like that, really has obviously made things a bit difficult. So you know, I guess, do you feel like that's impacted your your performance at all? And and how difficult has that been for you to to kind of up sticks and just you know move across the world and and throw yourself into the biggest challenge of your your career so far? I guess I'm I'm really lucky because Carly's from here, so I've had her family here too so it hasn't like we've been alone which has been very we've been very lucky in that department and had some great people around us in charlotte um but you know not seeing your mum and dad for like over two and a half years like it's it, it, it eats at you and there's times where you're homesick and like you're just a normal person i'm a 28 year old but at the end of the day i still miss my mum, you know and, and it's just how it is um and like they haven't even seen me in an IndyCar yet. They haven't seen me live in an IndyCar, and it's um it's wild. And probably the last like I last time I was probably emotional about it was actually on the grid for the Indy 500. I was when we were listening to you know start saying banner and you know all that sort of stuff that was going on the tribute to the troops and it was like really emotional. I, I'm sure it's emotional jar for everyone n- nearly every year, but I think knowing how big of an occasion it was for me and my career and how much me and my dad, my mom wanted me to get to America and, and be in the big leagues. Like for them to miss that moment was a, was a pretty tough thing for the family, but um, really thankful that like, they're going to be here uh, for, for May this year. Uh, basically they're staying for, they're staying for as long as their visa lasts basically. So they're <laughs> staying here to, all the way to Nashville, it's like 80 days or something. So um, we've worked it all, all the math out to make sure they don't get in trouble um and yeah they're, they're going to come and just see it all and i think the first time they'll see me in an indy car is going to be heading to turn one for qualifying at 240 mile an hour so good luck with that but um <laughs> it's certainly gonna it's gonna be <laughs> awesome to have him there um but yeah it's 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 hard uh, i think you know i think i look back at cameron smith who just won the players championship in golf and he he had his mum and sister there for, and hadn't seen them for like two years similar situation to me um, and he he's just shot lights out. So hopefully they bring me some 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 luck, and and we can keep the keep the you know the train roll. Before we move on from that kind of emotional side of things, it's it it feels like a bit of a lame question, but we can't really dance around it. The fact that you've obviously won your first IndyCar race, and that only happens once. So what was that feeling when you cross the line there? Because that was such a you know, I feel like that that weekend at St. Pete really threw absolutely everything it possibly could at you. Every kind of challenge you can face in IndyCar, whether it's strategy or, or you mm. know having to having to qualify well, having to to defend a lead, being attacked late on. You've got you know back markers getting in the way or, or holding you up or, or giving you dirty air or, or whatever, and then you cross the line after after winning your first IndyCar race. Just how did that feel? Apart from the bit where you fell over. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was that was probably the only downer of the weekend. Turned out to be viral, but um. No, look, I think uh, it, it was just a combination of everything that I'd learned in the last year and a half or so, you know, like it was crazy, like being able to qualify well, use the red tire when I needed to go up against, I was really proud to win the pole against Will because we all know how good he is around there at St. Pete. Um, and then, you know, I had to put it together on that last lap. Like I hadn't put it together the whole session and I knew where I needed to find it. I just needed to hit it. And um, we did that on the final lap, which was awesome. Got pole and then, yeah, like you said, the strategy, everything threw it at threw it at us and it wasn't probably until i crossed the line where i was like oh like big relief thank god like you know my my heart rate went really low um from where it was and then when i got the victory lane it just absolutely peaked and uh you know it was like 180 or something on my whoop or something when i saw it but 
uh, just from jumping around and doing whatever. I think that's half the reason why I was so exhausted. But um, it was it was pretty special. Carly got mum and dad on the phone, and um, you know they were crying, and dad was pumped. Dad was cracking a beer. I think it was like seven thirty in the morning over there. <laughs> so, um, it, but he's, uh, you know, it was it was an awesome moment. Uh, would have been topped if they could have been here. But at the end of the day, like I said, my in laws were there. I had a lot of support. Um, it was, yeah, it was a great start to the year, that's for sure. I guess, you know, Jonathan Duguid was a, a massive part of your, your journey last year and your, you know, you're adapting to IndyCar and, and, and learning the ropes and all that kind of stuff. But obviously this year, you've got yourself a new engineer with, with Ben Bretzman joining you, having worked with Simon Pagano for a long time. And Ben reckons you've got an ability to just extract speed at, at a really high level, what, whatever car he gives you. What, what's it been like working with him and, and how much has he impacted this, you know, this run you're on so far in, in 2022? Yeah, look, Ben's awesome. I mean, going back to Jonathan, Jonathan was great. He got me to a point where I needed to be. Um, and like, he's still texting me now, like mid, mid weekend, just asking me how the car is and what have you done and all that sort of stuff. So we've still got a really good relationship there. And then when Ben come on board, he was actually the guy that I worked with at the simulator in 2019 and, and throughout my tests and stuff. So although he was working with Simon, we had a pretty close relationship playing golf, doing bits and pieces. Like we're actually quite good friends off the track. So when we, the best part about that engineering relationship was we knew each other very well personally. So getting the personal stuff out of the way and understanding each other in that department was easy. It was just trying to get the working relationship going. And like I said to, to you guys before, like he brought on plenty of good stuff, um, different ideas for me to try. And we tried that on the sim and that certainly worked for me. And I put that down to why I went so well at St. Pete in some ways. Um, and But he's just, He's just a very positive, very positive individual. Like he's just, you know, not too stressed. When he's stressed, he, I don't know about it. Like he's just, he, he's like a big, um, puts a lot of self-belief in you, which is a good thing. Um, someone, something that I kind of need a little bit. It's just how I, I, I am. Um, and just a really good, good rooster, just good guy, you know. And uh, <laughs> I, I enjoy, I, I think we can have some really good, you know, I think we have some really good times together over the next, year or so or a few years hopefully so it's gonna be awesome good rooster i'm gonna have to steal that i like it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah rooster that's a that's an aussie kiwi term <laughs> so i'm um, so now i'm curious so jonathan do i think is he's running the uh porsche program as they're as they're yep. building it up is that right yeah do you have yep. any insight into getting a gig doing sports car stuff in the future or what, what's what's on your kind of immediate you know, bucket list of other things now that you're here, now that you're doing this, that you might like to add to add to the equation? Oh, man, I, I want to do those races for sure. I think it's no secret. Like me and jo- uh, Joseph got asked about it the other day. Like, you know, would you be keen on doing it? It's like, yeah, I'd love to do the Rolex 24. I'd love to do Le Mans, um, especially to be, a, that's going to be a really awesome program with Penske and Porsche and, and stuff like that. And Jonathan at the head, he's, he's, he's a cluey guy and someone that, you know, really, yeah, awesome for it's a great opportunity for him to run that team. Um, yeah, I, I'd I'd love to be a part of it. I don't know where like what they're a long way away from sorting that stuff out, but I think they've got some great drivers now. And if I could somehow add to that equation, that'd be awesome. But um, you know, I I've got to make sure that doesn't affect what I'm doing here because I've worked so bloody hard to like make sure I've got no bad habits <laughs> in this thing. I don't want to add some more. So um yeah. I'm well so that's that it's actually a little bit of one of the questions I was gonna ask is like so let's say if you went back and got back in a supercar now, do you think you'd be better or do you think you'd have to be like unlearning stuff? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm like like nervous about that. So I I, I don't yeah I, I 
I've thought about it the other day. Like I'm like, no, yeah, like you know the whole you know Bathurst thing. Hopefully, I go back there and don't look like an idiot. So um, yeah, we'll <laughs> see uh, see whenever whenever that happens. <laughs> I saw you tweet. I saw you tweeting at the weekend, and I thought I thought he actually he definitely wants to be back here. Like he's missing this for sure. Oh, I just love motorsport, dude. Like I <laughs> I, I love sport. I tweet about everything. I, I enjoy it because it's uh like supercars are great like great series to watch as you guys know and and um you know and then the nascar and f1 i had all sorts of stuff going on the weekend and um yeah i, I still got a pretty you know i grew up watching supercars since i was six five six years old so like i've got a big like um i'm like an encyclopedia for supercars so i, I, I watch it pretty heavily all right so if you had to take a couple of guys back from the indycar series so we'll say say for the sake of argument you got to take two as teammates and only, but only one of them can be one of your current teammates. Like, <laughs> I was not waiting for that. Yeah. <laughs> who are, who are the guys that you think like just as, as quickly as anybody could jump in and, and sort it out. Don't say jail. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, no, I'll, I'll exclude okay. myself. <laughs> uh, look, if I had to pick someone, like I think, I think honestly, Dixon, I think yeah. Dixon would be, he, he like he, He's a Kiwi, he knows Bathurst, he gets it. Um, it'd be a pretty cool one to go back with. And, and I think Joseph, I think like we get along pretty well. I think uh Will's already done it before, so he he can he can wait. He can figure <laughs> his own stuff out. But um yeah, Joseph's never been, so maybe I'll take him. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm waiting for, I'm waiting to see Joseph getting something different. Like I, I just, yeah, I, I like being, so I was, yeah. I was, you've obviously been his team, been a teammate in a much more like official fashion than I was, but like, I watched him for a couple of years before he got to Penske and was always super impressed by just how quickly he kind of like off the cuff would change his driving style. Like without, without having mm. to think about it too much, like adapted to, you know, we, a wind direction change or something without even knowing that that was going yeah, on. Good. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I, I think he, uh, He's probably one of the a, a guy that I, he's so good, like uh, straight out of the box. Like we might not race for like a month or two weeks or whatever, and then the first lap he just goes bang. Like he's like not afraid. He's very good at finding the limit early. Yeah. Sometimes that bites him in the ass. Sometimes it doesn't. But like it's it that's part of it. But I think he's got he's got a level of bravery that it's commendable. You know, it's um yeah. it's it's cool to be his teammate and watch. And you know when. For me, like with Will and Joseph, like you know when you're, you know, going good when you're you're, you're pepping them or they're looking at your data or whatever, and that that puts a lot of confidence in you. And I'm I'm thankful to have those guys as teammates. That's for sure. I'm still pretty sure New Garden's a robot. It's still a. I'm still, I'm still pretty sure that is the he's, case. He's, he's a Ken guy. <laughs> yeah, that's better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Moving on extremely quickly. Before we let you go, Scott, we've got Long Beach coming up as the next race. It's a bit different to St. Petersburg as a street circuit, but how do you fancy your chances there for, for keeping your runner podiums going? Yeah, I, I mean, we've got a great street course package, so I, I feel like we can be there or thereabouts. And like, I, I like I liked the, the race there last year. I love the track. It's awesome certainly a little bit different in the way that it, the track's going to build grip and stuff with the concrete and bits and pieces, but I can't see any reason why we can't be, you know, competitive and be right there. So we learned a lot at St. Pete. So I'm excited to, you know, see if we can you know, make our thing even faster. JR, anything to add on, on Long Beach? Obviously it's uh, one that's uh, you, you've grown up quite close to and, and one you know really well. Anything the, the listeners should be looking for at that race? No, I think uh, between these guys, you know, Joseph's obviously had a run there, Scott, you know, right on pace. Will's been good there before. And, and I think, you know, it's, it's a place 
certainly that the Andretti Autosport guys, Colton in particular, like he'll he'll be coming out swinging for sure. So I, I, I'm looking forward to. It. I'm going to be there on site. Obviously not racing, but but checking it out in person. Um, you know, it's just it's such an awesome vibe and and a good track and always good weather this time of year. You know, it'll be it'll one to look forward to for sure. I think yeah, Col- Colson and Colson and Grosjean are for sure probably going to be Grosjean. I think for like he's had the, that bad Texas race. I mean Rossi as well. So like I think all the Andretti guys and then you'll have Ganassi's obviously there too. So it's um yeah, it's going to be awesome. IndyCar's in such a good spot right now. Like it's it's really cool to be a part of. Like it was good last year, but I think it's got even better now this year. It's crazy. So I'm really really pumped for it. It's hard to imagine it getting any better than, than it was last year, but that's a, mm. that's a big statement. But I think you're probably right. Scott, it's a bit shameful, to be honest, that this is your first time you've you've been on the podcast with us. So we'll hope you'll come back and have a giggle with us later in the season, if that's all right with you. Oh, it's easy. Just, uh, <laughs> just ring me up. <laughs> but don't forget to check out our back catalogue of podcasts with plenty of special guests and topics to grab your fancy. And stay tuned to the hyphen race.com for more IndyCar content. We'll be back with another The Race IndyCar podcast episode soon. The Athletic.